Can't even describe what I'm up to because my brain won't allow me. This will be good, won't it? Yeah. What's up, kids? So I, for once, I'm going to talk about my work. And before we all start to panic, by work I mean creative work, I do. I mean, I don't mean what I do for a living, I mean my work, my my passion, my drive, my uh, my creative stuff. And in that sense, it's going to be a little indulgent. And that bothers me in a huge way, and that's part of part of what we're discussing today. So essentially, I'm terrible at advertising my own work. I, I don't know if anyone's noticed this. Um, I recently, I, I have... Um, this will seem like one massive advert. This is why I didn't want to do this podcast. But at the same time, it seemed like a good subject to broach about creativity and people and themselves. Getting back, we're getting off point. Back to the point. Okay, so recently I've done an exhibition uh, a small cafe in Lincoln, where I live currently. And it's displaying my work. And it's for a series of images, which I, I created. Um... Uh, I don't know, I don't know how to advertise that. I mean, even now, I, I didn't want to put that into this cast. I didn't want to sit and talk about it. And whilst I'm quite proud of it, and I've worked hard on this series, and it's been great to just kind of bring it to a head and fit it all together, uh, on some level, I, I, I still want to hold on to it and say, no, don't tell the world about this. Even though I need to make money off it. Even though, even though part of me needs to do that little bit of selling out, which, you know, I've discussed in other podcasts, which I hate. Part of me still says, no, the, why was the, the world doesn't want to borrow about it. It doesn't need to know about that, any of that. You can, just, you can just sit there in your own little bubble, keep it all to yourself, and that'll work. It won't work in any way, shape, or form. If you create something, if you make something, you have to push it out into the world. And that's something I've struggled with. It's something I've struggled with for, for quite a while now. I mean, even right now. So right now I'm working on uh, a calendar. Some of you may know I created a calendar uh, start of the year, uh, 2017. It was called British Wildlife. And without going too much detail to it, I'll go into a little bit more detail in a second. But yeah, I'm, I'm working on the new edition for 2018 because last year's edition came out after 2017, um, which obviously isn't the best if someone wants to buy a calendar. But at the same point, at the same time, that, that calendar wasn't really about anything. It was just about creating. It was about getting an idea out there. So I'm working on this right now. I know I need to tell people about this. I know I need to inform the world that is occurring so that when it comes out in, when's it coming out? October. Um, yeah, they'll not be surprised. They'll, they'll already be a little bit hyped about it. That's how social media advertising works. You you feed a little bit into the world, and the world takes notice. And you know you try and get as many people on board with it before the product even comes out, so that when it comes out, it has a little bit of a release. And that, that's that's how most advertising works within the world. And this is the stupid thing. I know how advertising works. I have some knowledge of advertising. My my brother does advertising, and he's very good at it. He knows how to tease work and how to get people's attention and who to talk to and where to go and I oh I cannot do it I cannot do it and yet other people's work I can get hold of other people's work and I will tell the world about it tell you everything you need to know about that work but my own work 
Well, uh, yeah. Don't really like to tell the world about it. If I don't like to tell the world about it, how am I going to get it out there to anybody? It's a catch-22. But I came up with this thought. This thought of why uh, creative folk need agents and why agents exist. I was watching uh, Toast of London. TV series, watch it is, I think it's got a guy named uh, Matt Berry in it. Um, it's very good. It's basically about him being an actor in London. It's satire and it's it's funny and witty and all that, those things, which um, a lot of comedy is because, you know, that's how it becomes comedy and gets shown on various programs. I'm watching on Netflix. There's no promotion. This isn't promotion. I'm not promoting this to you. What I, I'm just trying to get to the point, but I'm getting past it because I'm, I'm just floundering right now. Um and he has an agent, in it, and I was thinking about how this agent came to be because you see them a lot in films and television. You see agents, and they're never particularly portrayed as nice people. In the same essence, I watched a film last night called Love and Mercy, which was all about uh, the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson, who was essentially the forefront behind the scenes guy for the Beach Boys. He was the the writer of most of the music and the most of the lyrics. Um, at least I think his name's Brian. I'm going to quickly Google that whilst we go along with this. Um, and yeah, it was all about his relationship with uh, his psychiatrist. Um, Brian Wilson. Love and mercy. It is Brian Wilson. Good times. I'm, I'm on point there. So it was all about his uh, relationship with the psychiatrist. I um, can't remember his name exactly off the top of my head. And how he essentially became controlled by him. But it, it brought me to this idea of... Of, of agencies and record companies and they're never really portrayed as good things unless it's like a grassroots agency in pop culture and media you'll never see something like that which is portrayed as a good thing because the whole idea behind them within fiction is that they take creative people and they exploit them for profit and that's that's the general angle which you will go see with anything like that it's it's how they work it's you see in walk the line with johnny cash and cash is trying to do whatever he can to make his music and he just wants to make music and he wants to perform and of course he wants to get red assed and take a shitload of drugs but at the same time the the label's like oh why are you wearing so much black and you know why do you want to go sing at a prison that makes no sense and cash isn't thinking about that he's just thinking about the prisoners and all this stuff. so you, you you kind of get this push the creative people are idolized uh, within these realms, and that anyone who would work with them is is just out for profit. And the same with agents. You see agents in films, and they're always recognized as bad people. They just want to take what you've made. You can make something cool. I'm going to take that thing that you made, and I'm going to push it over here, and we're going to make loads of money off it, and I'm going to make 20 50% of everything you make because I can push it. And that seems incredibly unfair, right? From a creative person standpoint, that seems ridiculous. You, you sat there, you're thinking, I've spent hours making whatever I've made. I've spent days, months, parts of my life, my body, my mind are in this thing I've made. And you're going to take 50%. Why? And then you realize it's because creative people are crap at advertising their own work. For people who have so many great ideas and so many concepts and so many ways in which to express themselves, they're terrible at pushing their own product. And I was trying to figure out why. I don't know for people listening of who are creative, I don't know if you struggle with this as well, but the whole idea of advertising your own work makes me heavily uncomfortable. 
makes me heavily uncomfortable. And I'm always surprised when people want to take interest in my work. And I think some of that comes down to self-esteem. It's got to. It's got to come down to some level of, of thinking about yourself and your own work's own self-worth. And I, I know some people can obviously get past this and you, you make work for the sake of making work. I mean, I make work for the sake of making work and I'm never happier than when I'm making work for the sake of making work. But when I have a, an idea which is like product-minded, I really, it just slips away. Everything about it just slips away. It's why why you have assistants and why you why you have publishers and and agents is because they're they're the ones who know. They're the people people. A lot of creatives are, are very insular. I'm 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 no different. Especially not at the minute. For some reason for the last hmm, I would say week or so I've been incredibly insular. And my creativity has taken a bump upwards. As it always does when this happens. So this happened towards uh, the start of the year going through a tough time, had a lot on my mind, and I, f- I threw myself into creating work because that's what I do. That's how I cope with the world at hand. I threw myself into creating work. But <laughs> there's no way to cope creating work if your problem is with trying to trying to promote your own work, if that makes sense. I, I feel like I'm talking in circles on that point. Um, but yeah, let's talk, let's talk about work. Okay, so... I thought of a way to kind of broach this with everybody. Would just to be, would just be to rattle off a few of the things. Because this is the other thing. Okay, I'm jumping all over the place here, and I realize this incredibly. But okay, so I was talking to a friend recently, and we were discussing projects which I have in the motion. I have a lot of projects in motion. I always have a lot of projects in motion. It's hard for me not to have a lot of projects in motion because if I'm not making something, I feel redundant. And if I feel redundant, I I just end up in this little cycle of, of redundancy. And that just makes me want to make more because my, my creativity is driven by conflict of my myself and the, the world around me. Um, it's it's an expression. It's it's just like a natural way which I've learned to express myself. So the the more down I feel, the more I want to create. Which sounds great, you know. It sounds like a really cool way to channel your work. But then you just make loads and loads of stuff. Get to the end of it, and you think, well, everything I've made is shit, and I don't want to show the world any of it. Where does that leave me now? I've got off point again, as is always the case. But yeah, I was talking to a friend. Uh, about work which I was making and one particular project came up in mind which is a fine art project which I really want to do uh, I currently am looking for a location two locations in fact where I can actually do this because I, I needed an, out, an outdoor location not to go too much into it because not because I don't want to tell you about this one but because the idea is quite quite fresh it's quite loose at the moment I don't want to spread too much of it so I look for two locations I need an outdoor location uh, where I can do an activity and I need a studio space because I need to be able to create this it comes in the form of a sculpture something which i've not explored too much um and the concept's set in my mind how it's going to proceed is all set and it's ready it's ready to go and i was telling my friend about it and she was excited about it she liked it. she liked the idea at least if she was placating me or, or not but she liked the idea and i felt great telling her about it i felt great discussing it discussing the concept part of me like i've said in other podcasts some switch just went off in my head and i kind of ran with it and i just yeah i felt amazing saying like this is what i want to do this is how i want to approach this this is how it would it would play out and i i could see it from start to finish of how this project would come together and 
then at the back of my head, in the same same sentiment, just sat next to each other. Let's say there's like a futon in the back of my head, and there's one person who's just excited as anything to tell the world about the idea and create the idea and be part of that and really just run with it. And then there's another guy who's just like, that's cool, you do that. I'm just going to... I'm going to put some walls up around you. You're going to do whatever you want in your space. And I'm going to keep everything else just the same as always. Because we, we're good. We're good, right? We're, we're good at always. We're good at the same. So why why would we want to mess that up by showing off anything else? I mean, I can try and show off a few little things, you know, I'll, I'll put a post, I'll, I'll, I'll put up a little Facebook, Instagram post, and we'll see, we'll see what reaction we get from that, but uh, I can't promise anything. Can't, uh, can't deal with that. Bit busy paying my bills over here. Actually, that reminds me of, um, I remember seeing an interview with Johnny Depp. I know Johnny Depp is a touchy subject at the moment, but guess it, we'll get, get past that. So Johnny Depp was in this interview. I believe, I can't remember who he was. It was probably something like Leno or, or Letterman or something. It might even have been inside the Actors Guild. But essentially Johnny Depp doesn't watch his films. Which sounds, to a lot of people, kind of insane. You're in these films. These films are huge. You're very well paid. Doing all sorts of things, and you you don't you don't watch your own films, and I really appreciate that because I can completely understand it. His reasoning behind it is that his 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 role, his job, his worth is to turn up and act, and to be the best actor that he can be. After that, his work is done. And I mean, I can't stand watching myself. I don't watch these podcasts back. I just ramble for half an hour to an hour and and then put out because I, I don't want to watch myself back. So it's that participation in, within the process which you, you really thrive from. And that's what a lot of creators really thrive on. They really get off on the idea of just being involved and making and creating. And that's that's the important bit. So once you've you've done that, once you've expended that energy and you've made and you've created... When you get to the end of it, you have no energy left to advertise it. You have no no interest in advertising because you've already done the important part. It's, you know, it's like, imagine you had a meal and you really enjoyed cooking. So you created and you worked really hard and you made that food. The food looked amazing and at the same time you have no taste buds. So you get to the end of it, and you're not interested in tasting it. Because it was the process of making it which was important to you. That's what brought you happiness for this brief moment. And in the end, yeah, there was no no point in, in tasting it, because you can't taste it. There'll be a level of nostalgia when you go back to it, but... It's finished with in in your mind. That's 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 kind of what I'm trying to describe here. And and the same with and that's that's the whole point of advertising, is that you've got to try and imbue your work with the excitement you felt whilst you were making it, 
so that when it gets released, that people see that. And I have no idea how to do that. I have no idea how to get other people excited about work. It's, it's like when you do a job application. I don't mind you doing job applications. Well, I, I do mind doing them when you know they come in that format of, oh, attach your, your CV. And then, oh, we'll fill out this, this form, which tells us everything which is on your CV. There's absolutely no point in that. Companies, please stop doing it. But there's always a page which is, tell us why you want to work for us. Or tell us why we should hire you. And I, I just draw a blank. I can be as prolific and as word-worthy as the next bear in a human suit but when it comes to talking about myself there's a real struggle and I know that sounds insane considering this podcast is essentially just about me and how I'm struggling with advertising my own work but I'm in a room alone with a microphone the whole idea that someone else will listen to this is completely foreign to me right now and that's the beauty of this podcast is that it's I can just vent for 20 minutes to half an hour and see if anyone else reacts to it see if anyone else feels the same see if they struggle with advertising their own work so back to the point of projects so in the next month or so I have Maybe four projects in the works are which are finished and need to be advertised. Um, one of those, I, as I said, I have in a, a cafe, I have some illustrations, which are called uh, critters and objects, and they're animals in uh, ob- objects, small household ob- objects, so like penguin in a, in a tea kettle, an otter in a coffee jug, uh, a bear in a cup. That's, that's just a little series which I worked on. It's a redo, well not even a redo, it's a revisit of a series which I worked on a while back. And it's just the idea of taking animals out of their their, uh, their habitats and putting them in slightly more abstract spaces because the objects they're in are, are sized correctly, but they aren't. They're, you know, they're, they're tiny, like a bear in a cup. It's, it's a tiny or it's a giant cup. Who's to know? That was just a simple little fun project I did. And, you know, the cafe which I put them in, they do great at advertising it and I'm, I'm extremely grateful for them that's the angel coffee house in lincoln for anyone who's local and every time i mean i've put work in there before and I've, i can really motivate myself to do it for the first week or so and then my brain just kind of dappers off and even though i know i'm going to be advertising it i just i don't think anyone wants to know which is hugely damning of my own self-esteem and my own my own work in a way I just don't think people will be interested. And then when people are interested, it's such a great feeling. And I guess it comes back, I don't know, maybe it comes back to the whole idea of I don't want to inconvenience people. I don't want to interrupt someone's day with just some stuff which I'm doing. Well, you know, what's the point? I I make work. I create work. Why would they be interested in in seeing that? I, I made work which was an expression of me. Why would they be interested? And then it turns out, well, some people are interested, and I always find that absolutely mesmerizing. So thank you if you if you take interest in my work in any way, shape, or form. It is hugely appreciated beyond what you can think. Which is, I guess, maybe this is why I'm excited for my, my fine art piece I want to do, because in a sense, I'm, I'm probably not even going to advertise it. I mean, it sounds counterintuitive to not advertise what you actually do. But I really like the idea of people stumbling across my work rather than me just cramming it down throats. But is this something... Is this something which other people, other creators can relate to? 
I kind of sincerely hope it isn't. I hope that other careers have don't kind of argue with themselves over this for days and end and, and discuss with themselves how they can advertise their own work. And they're they're just able to put their work out there and really know what to say about it and tell people about it. I think that's a, that becomes a problem with, especially with fine art, is that once you break something down into the base layer of trying to describe what it is, it can sound so ridiculous. And I worry about uh, about boring people, and I worry about people not being interested. So when I begin to tell someone about something, I always start with like the, the real broad strokes, because I don't want to get too much into it, and then I have to really judge on character of whether they want to hear more, because you don't want to sit and listen to me wax lyrical about my work. Maybe you do. Maybe this is why I'm, I'm going wrong every single time. Maybe you want to hear that. But until then, you know, I'll sit in my room, doing my sketches, working on this calendar, which nobody will ever see, uh, making drawings, which nobody will ever see, recording podcasts, which no one will ever listen to. Um, And yeah, maybe that's just how I'll have to go about it. Unless I get lucky one day and manage to find an agent who... uh, he likes my work as much as I appear to not to. <laughs> no, I like my work. I, I like... I love creating. I love what I do. I just don't know how to tell the world about it. Maybe you can fling me some advice on how to do that. But I, until then, yeah. Let's have this constant back and forth where I'm trying to figure out... What to do with everything. I mean, even, like, today... So I'm putting up another video over the weekend, which is a time-lapse of this calendar which I'm making. And and at the same time, I made this time-lapse because I thought it might be interesting. I got to the end of making that time-lapse, and I thought, why is anyone going to watch this? This isn't interesting. And maybe it is. Maybe. I mean, it's not interesting. But at the same time, I'm on YouTube watching essentially the same thing. Other people's time-lapses. And going to galleries to see other people's work. Listening to podcasts made by other people. But then they have talent. Uh, yeah. There's always that. I think in some level it's, self, it's, it's healthy to have self-doubt in your own work, but you've got to really stop it from crippling you. You've got you to gotta really... You've got to be self-aware of it to a point where you can create, feel like you don't want to show anyone, and then still show everyone anyway. That's essentially how I function at the moment, is that I make work, I don't think anyone wants to see it, so I don't want to show anyone, but I show people anyway. You have to take the not caring which you had whilst you were making it, and just just try and drag a little bit of that along with you, so you get to the end of it, and then you just go, yep, this is something I made, here's something I made, do this, watch this, you know, go see this, and accept you know, except that some people are going to want to see that. As shocking as it sounds, as shocking as I have it to believe that people sit and watch my work or listen to my work, you got to really, you got to just drag onto the fact. Even even if you just convince yourself that it's, they're going to do it out of curiosity, you got to push your work. And even if you just do it in a way which you're comfortable with, you got to push it a little bit. Because. As I said at the beginning, there's no point making work, creating work, and then just holding on to it yourself. Work is made to be seen, listened to, experienced. 
And if you're not putting your work out there, you're depriving... You're, you're depriving the world, but you're also depriving the work which you create from reaching its full potential. You never know what someone's going to relate to. You never know what someone's going to take from your work. Half the time when I make things, people see things and they tell me about it, and I have no clue how they reach those conclusions. And I find that fascinating. I find that amazing. And it's all part of the conversation, which is art. And I think art in any shape or form needs that interaction. You can make work for you, but at some point you got to kind of just push it out there, let it go in the boat, and see where the waves take it. Which I imagine is quite poignant. But I wouldn't know, because I won't tell anyone about it. Thanks for listening, guys, and I will talk to you guys later.